Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ross Chastain does it again in Talladega. Wow, he gets the victory, his second win of the season for himself at Trackhouse Racing. There was a lot of chaos, a lot of stuff going on. Fox Sports, I think, gave us a pretty good show this week. I'm not going to lie. Dale Jr. in the booth definitely boosted it up. But, man, the race day stage is back, just like we talked about last week. Crazy Xfinity race, crazy Cup Series race, um, and it ended in a crazy finish with Ross Chastain getting the victory. So I know there's a lot to talk about regarding Talladega, but this one we have a special episode. It's a special guest and Brennan Poole is joining us, the first one to join us twice here in the Drivers Meeting Podcast. If you do remember, if you're a, a loyal tuner-inner of the Drivers Meeting Podcast, he was on just over a year ago in April, on April 7th of last year. So excited to have Brennan Poole on today. He'll be joining us in just a second. But, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we're going to get right to another episode of the Drivers Meeting Podcast next. Welcome back to the Drivers Meeting Podcast presented by Bet Online. Got to give a big shout out to our partner, Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. So head to the website or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BLEAV, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. Bet online, it's where the game starts. So I'm so proud to welcome back our, as I noted, our first recurring guest, a guest that we've had on for the second time on the podcast. Uh, almost we almost over a year later, I think we had the last time we had John was April 7th of 2021. Today's April 26th of 2022. So welcome back to the podcast, Brennan Poole. How you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm excited to be this my second show back with you guys. Um, being the first one to do it twice is pretty cool. So, yeah, almost exactly a year later, we almost nailed it right on the tee on the, almost the same date. So, yeah, it's awesome to be able to talk a, a little racing and catch up with you because I hadn't talked to you in a while. So, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I didn't even plan that almost a year later, and here we are. I didn't even plan that right on the dot, but <laughs> but, but here we are. The last last time we chatted, you you know, you had just kind of coming off your wrist injury. You were getting ready to hop back in a truck uh, for the first time that year, and and now a year later, things do look a little more different. We're seeing you at the racetrack a lot more, which is great. Kind of for for all those who haven't really maybe kept up that are that are watching this episode, kind of give everybody an update of what you've been up to. Yeah, I've been um, working with Mike Harmon Racing and driving the 47 car. And and um, since um, I've, well, I've attempted every race except Daytona and Talladega this past week. So, um, you know, we've had our had our battle so far this year with uh, with parts breaking and stuff like that. But I think we've got all that stuff behind us. So I am excited about Dover this weekend. You know, I do have a newer car and, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully we can have have some speed and I'm happy for my guys. Gray did a great job this past weekend in Talladega and ended up 21st. So, 
um, you know, shout out to him and the job that the team team did um, this past weekend. I'm happy for him. But uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be back at the track, be in the garage area um, and be able to get get track time. And and uh, it's been fun working with Mike. You know, he's more of like an old school type style guy and still yeah. doing racing the old school type of way. And so um, for me, it was just cool to kind of, um, you know, see that and be able to work with him and, and hear the stories and, and um, you know, try to do the best possible job I can for him. And, and, um, you know, we've done good. We've made a lot of races, you know, we had some issues that kept us um, from making a few of them, but, um, like I said, I think things have been getting better. So, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to, uh, to this weekend and continuing out the rest of the season. And of course I've been running some races. I ran, um, a couple races for G2G. I only got to race Atlanta, but, uh, um, we had a, had a pretty solid race there, ran up inside the top 15 and, and we were struggling to get fuel in the car and uh, we ran out at the end and I, I don't know where we ended up finishing, but I had, a, I mean, I ran out of gas under green, so it pretty much ruined the day at the, at the end there. So, um, but, um, so it's been fun. I'm going to race Darlington, uh, for them again, coming up in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to that. And I'm still uh, working with on point motorsports. So you're probably going to see me run a second truck for them at Texas coming up and, uh, probably a few more times throughout the year. So I'm really excited about that. And, um, yeah, man, just continuing to grind and continue to work and, and, um, try to, try to get back on uh, to driving something on Sundays. And, um, but I'm, but I'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity to be there, you know, um, being able to compete in NASCAR is just, uh, is a privilege to be one of the top three series. So, um, just to be able to uh, walk in each week and hop into a race car and compete is, uh, you know, it's just an awesome feeling. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity all, all these teams are giving me and, and I'm just trying to make the most of them. Yeah, the the Xfinity series, like going into this year, like, you know, doing this pod with Tommy Joe and knowing a lot of people in Xfinity. I mean, the series is just ultra competitive. I mean, there's so many newer teams, especially this year, even more than it was last year. And there were teams that we were looking at, I mean, week in and week out that were like, man, these these teams are going to have to work hard to qualify their way in. And we get to, I think, what was your first auto club was your first appearance with Mike Carmen Racing, right? Yeah, that's where our, where our first attempt was, and we had uh, it goes we had, well uh, as planned. No, we had an electrical <laughs> issue, and that car was just not not running, so we didn't even yeah. really get to make a make a but, time. But yeah, but yeah. Looking looking at the entry list, it was like my Carmen throws in, you know, Brennan Poole, and I feel I feel like you know me, you know, talking <laughs> with you before and being good friends with you. Like I, first of all, I love seeing that. Just me personally. But I think it really put a big twist on things because qualifying is going to be so important in Xfinity this year. And man, you've been able to qualify that 47 car in some races this year. Yeah, we've had some um, pretty interesting, uh, you know, races. I mean, Vegas, we qualified in. We had some a little bit of problems with the cool down unit. We were way too hot. and then, But like you have to tape it up because you have to qualify in. We were like yeah. 280 or something, 290 at the line and qualifying. And then the next day, like three laps into the race, we blew up. But like <laughs> we made the race, which is the important thing. So, you know, like that, those types of things we've been, we've been fighting. And then, you know, Richmond, we, we had a, a locker break in the rear end. And um, so I only had drive on one tire. We still somehow qualified into the show. And then in the race, we tried to make the most of it. And it just like the car just got worse and worse. And, you know, I was actually unable to finish that race as well. I think we ran like a hundred and something laps and it was just like, I couldn't, I mean, it was, it was like undrivable. So, um, and then, um, martinsville same same thing man like we we didn't get practice we had an electrical issue in practice um the guys found it um fixed it qualified didn't get a single lap of practice at speed not one first laps at speed on track we were qualifying we qualified in 
and then in the race first lap um we had a, a um like the rear main seal of the engine basically blew out blew oil everywhere and like the night was over of like one corner i'm like man and that particular race I, I felt like you know for the two laps that i got in qualifying and for you know i felt like we were going to have a really good finish and you know the short tracks are places where you know as a driver even with the, you know struggling to maybe not have the best equipment as other guys like you feel like you can still go and race and still have a really good finish and that was a race i was like man you know martinsville is a really good track for me <laughs> i felt like we were gonna have a good day and then to just like make one corner is like oh man it's just frustrating because i know how hard everybody's working um for us to be able to to compete and just you know it was just an unfortunate uh a deal so i'm hoping some of this bad luck and stuff is behind us and um like i said i mean dover you know we've got a we've got a newer car um it's a rcr chassis so i'm hoping you know some of the stuff you know you know we don't have the best engines and things like that but you know I'm, I'm hoping you know we can have a car that drives good handles well we can stay out of trouble run all the laps and just get a good finish so um that'll be good especially with the team coming off that 21st finish to continue to like add a string of good runs together here i think would be really good for everybody yeah, and there's teams that are qualifying the Xfinity series that kind of are able to lean back on owners points or, you know, whatever points or provisionals or stuff like that. And you guys, you guys don't really have any. You guys are kind of in the group that are almost every week go or go home. You got to make it on speed and hope that, yeah. you know, too many people aren't, you know, ahead of you. I think it's top 31. You got to be here, top 33 to top lock in for Xfinity yeah. series now that they expanded the field to 38. So you guys are, you know, almost go or go home every week. So the pressure is on. I mean, you know, strapped into that race car. You're like, I got to put a hot lap down or we're not making the show. <laughs> no, it's stressful, man. Especially too. I mean, like a week ago for me in Martinsville, you don't have, you, you don't get any practice, no time at up to speed, no adjustments, nothing. You're driving off into the corner for the first time blind. Like you, you simply don't know uh, what your car is going to do and you got to drive it hard because you got to qualify in. So I mean, like I overdrove it a little bit. Like I probably could have gone a little faster had I like, you know, just didn't overdrive or carry too much a little center speed and things like that. But um, <laughs> you just died. You just don't know how hard I can drive the car. Not to mention I hadn't been at Martinsville in a couple of years. So like, you know, I don't, I, everything, I've never been in Martinsville in the Xfinity car. So like, there's a lot of things thrown out yeah. there and you just have to, you know, adapt and go try to get the job done. And, and fortunately we were able to do that, but um, yeah, I mean, the Xfinity field is, is tough. I mean, there's a lot of good cars, a lot of good guys. And, um, you know, when you're fighting to to make it in each week, you know, um, it's just part of it. But I think like our speed has been better, but we just have, haven't been quite able to show that because of the issues we've had in practice. And and it's tough when you get that 20 minutes of practice beforehand and then that 10 minute break and qualify. If you have any issue or something that's not correct, like you have no time to fix it basically, which is, which just caught us out um, a few of the weeks. And so it makes it really tough. I mean, you have to be basically perfect when you come off of the truck and for the smaller teams, it's just, that's just, some, that's just a harder thing you have to fight. I mean, they give, because they just give you no time. If you have a part break or an issue or an electrical problem, you can't find, like there's no window for you to, you know, find that issue and fix it. It's just bam, bam, bam. Hope you qualify in. So it's been tough, but you know, I think, um, it, sometimes it's just part of, part of racing and, and you just have to, you know, suck it up and work with what you got and deal with yeah. the, with the cards you're dealt, you know? So we've been, um, doing the best of, that we can. And, and, um, I think, you know, like I said, I've said a few times talking with you already, it's like, man, I, I feel like 
the bad luck has passed and you know we're going to start putting some runs together and like i said the team had a really good run this past weekend so i'm excited about that hopefully hoping that you know starts kicking our year off and start going headed in the right direction but you know hey I, I felt like that you know going into martinsville and we had a problem one lap in so it's like oh man is this is this over yet <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> we got through it and um you know we can we can uh, start stringing a couple of good races together. Yeah, the Xfinity for uh, the Xfinity field this weekend, thirty nine is the smallest field I think we've had this season. We're we're still going to send somebody home. So uh, now that you know that we know that they've expanded the field to thirty eight, so you know you got a different look on the chassis this weekend. So going to the Monster Mile, how much experience do you have at Dover? Uh, well, I've raced, um, you know, I've raced the cup car there, I think a few times and I've raced, uh, Xfinity there several times. So, but you know, a little bit different, um, you know, back in 2017, 2016, 2015. Yeah. So a little bit different for me, but I had to finish the last time I raced Xfinity there. I think I ran fifth. So, um, you know, it's, it's the first couple of times I went there, it's a tricky place to learn and figure out. Um, at least for me, it was. And, um, you know, so I, I think I ran, I don't know, 11th, 12th, maybe 10th ninth eighth then fifth like you know stuff like that so i i think um you know going there it's it's a place that i feel like i've sort of got the grasp on it but at the same time you know i, I haven't raced an xfinity car there in a long time so there's still a lot of things that i have to think about and go over in my mind and visualize and start planning those things out um headed into the weekend but you know i think it um you know dover is just one of those places where it's a lot of like roll the bottom half throttle type deal through the corner especially when you're racing um and trying to get that nose and clean air and then moving around off of the rubber as rubber builds up you know there's a lot of uh you know the grip levels change drastically we go long runs and the rubber lays down it's like you need to move out of it you either go way lower out of it or you move up and you yeah. go higher around it or you split it but you do stuff to try to get your right sides out of that rubber buildup um because it just it just creates so much grip i think that's why you see over the years like guys start moving up higher and higher out of the track because like you get out of the rubber and you gain grip and you just gain way more speed and lap time so um definitely going to be probably be moving around um you know and and doing uh doing those things so it'll be interesting and um it'll be fun Dover's a fun track and um you know so i've always enjoyed going there and racing there but man it is it can be brutal sometimes yeah. it's tough yeah, definitely tough track. So this, you know, kind of wrapping back to when the season kind of started, you know, your recent deals, you know, you got a few racing with uh, a few races with G2G racing and obviously with Mike Harmon racing. So how did these deals kind of come along? Because obviously, did you know when we, you know, when the teams got to Daytona that you were going to be racing in a few weeks or is this something that was kind of formulated as race weeks kind of went on week by week? Well, Mike had called me um, a few weeks before Daytona and we had discussed about trying to figure something out as the year goes on to to maybe jump in in the 47 car. And we hadn't really talked much since, you know, 2017, back when I ran Xfinity full time last time. So, um, you know, I kind of had an idea that um, I might be headed there to drive for Mike, but nothing was ever really for sure um, until after Daytona, you know, um, you know, he reached out to me, we, you know, came to an agreement and been driving, um, started out in Fontana and just been kind of going from there. So, um, you know, it's been good with G2G, the same thing, man, I was hanging out on the West coast and, um, at my dad's house cause of the West coast swing. And, um, I was there in Phoenix and, and, um, G2G just called me Tim beans and, and asked me about, um, the same deal. Just asked me about coming to drive for him, um, this year and try to work on a couple of things. And, 
um, just kind of see where things go. And, um, you know, I, so that's been a good relationship. I've had fun working with them. You know, it's a brand new team, a lot of stuff to, to be learned. Um, some new people mixed in with some old people, you know, and just trying to help them grow that team as well. And, um, just try to do the best job I can, you know, when you get asked to come do something, you know, I'm, I'm there to be the best possible race car driver I can be. And, and that's really all I can do. So I just try to do those things and share the knowledge that I know with the team and the guys working on, on the trucks and where I think things need to improve on the cars and trucks and things like that. And, you know, just try to do those things. And so I feel like I've done a good job of that so far and, you know, we just have to have to keep doing it. So, I mean, Darlington for which E2G is going to be, um, you know, it's a tough track and, and, um, you know, a new team. So you basically want to go there and stay out of trouble and same deal, run all the laps and have the, the team learn information about the, about the truck and, and what they have to work with and the, the direction they need to go to improve, to find more speed and stuff in the truck. So, you know, they have good equipment, um, but, you know, dialing in that equipment and, figuring out what they need to do to, to create speed with the trucks is, is a process. So, you know, like I, I think in Atlanta, we were pretty fast, um, you know, by ourselves, I think we were probably like a 21st or 22nd place truck just on raw speed alone. And, um, in the race through like my experience, I could just kind of do some stuff to gain track position to hold it. Cause it was so difficult to pass in the draft. So yeah, like I could kind of get up there and do some things, you know, to, make a little bit, you know, make a couple positions up and then also try to learn, you know, where the truck's weak at and where it needs to be better. So those types of things, it's just a process. So I expect going into the Darlington will probably be somewhere in that same window, like 20th to 25th um, as the race goes on and then just try to figure out, you know, where we need to improve and take care of it and try to bring the truck home. You know, I think that's realistically where it's at, but you know, you never know too. like people, always ask me all the time, you know, about racing. Like you never know till you're in the race car. I'm going to drive it and get the most out of it as I can, but I consider until you're like, Oh, it's probably going to be 20, 20. You show up, you never know. I mean, you know, I've, I, um, you know, the same deal when I drive for on point, like over there, it's like, realistically, that truck should run like 12, you know, maybe, you know, in the top 10, but anywhere in, you know, back in the top 10, the 12s where it should be, but some weeks, you know, you're going to hit it and things are going to be better. And, you know, I ran second with them in 2019 with Kyle Busch and we had a top five truck the entire time. And I ran six with them in Vegas. Uh, one year we ran second the entire race at Kentucky in 2019 before getting cleaned out. I'm, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> but, um, you know, there there are week, weeks where you can find stuff and, and run better. So you never know. And, um, you know, so I'm certainly just thankful for the opportunity and looking forward to get back out on the track. Plus Darlington's one of, is probably my favorite track that we go to, um, you know, and I think statistically wise too, it's one of my best tracks. I think it's the only cup, uh, track I've led laps at too, which is an interesting fun fact, I guess. But, um, you know, so I, I just really enjoy, um, going there. It's, it's bumpy, it's worn out, it's hard on tires. Like you got to race, you get to move around a little bit and try different things. And, you know, it's just fun. It reminds me of, um, old short track racing, you know, when you're on at Hickory or back when Myrtle beach was around and, or Dillon, South Carolina, like those types of tracks, like that's what Darlington is just on a much larger scale. And it's just so much fun. So I'm just really looking forward to going there and just getting to, to run that, those races, you know? So, um, but yeah, man, I just try to do the best job I can and give them all the information I can to try to make the programs better. And that's all I can do. I mean, the, the people working on the trucks and the cars and, the people that are hired by team owners and stuff that are in place that, you know, 
they're the ones that have to go out and find that speed. Even if I can tell them what direction or what I need or areas I think that need to be improved, like they still have to do it. Like for me as a driver, like I have to do the things that I have to do as a driver to be at my best, you know? So it's, I got, everybody has their job and those guys have to have to do theirs as well. Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, Mike Harmon racing has been an established team for a while, but every year, you know, like, like smaller teams, the Xfinity series every year, they're trying to, you know, smaller teams are trying to find their footing in that series, but G2G racing, you know, brand new race team in the truck series. And do you feel like, you know, with your experience with, you know, Ganassi and you can even, you know, on point motorsports or in the cup series with premium slash Rick Ware, you know, do you think that, you know, your experience there kind of helps you as a guide where these newer teams or teams trying to find their footing and, you know, smaller teams can look to you as a guy that's going to be reliable and trustworthy to, to go out there and get good runs. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I mean, I work really hard. I work really hard at work for every team that I've driven for, but you know, I've, I've been a part of uh, big or- organizations. I've won races inside of big organizations and, um, you know, I've, I've helped maybe mid-range teams become teams that are capable of winning, um, you know, or even turn into Xfinity programs that win races. So, um, you know, I feel like I've learned so much through those processes and working around those people to see like what it takes to actually, you know, put a really competitive car on the racetrack. So, um, and, you know, when I raced ARCA or late models and stuff like that, it's the same processes. It's just at a much larger scale with a lot more money is being spent. And, um, you know, it's, it's different, it's different when it goes from, you know, working on your own late models and your own dirt modifieds and stuff like that to a place where there are people that are hired. It's their job, um, to come in every day and do something. So a lot of, uh, motivational things have to come yeah. into place to keep people motivated to continue to to uh, work because in racing too, it can get, it's a very long schedule. It can get like, just like day after day after day, the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. So you have to find a way to, to, um, make it fun. Right. And, and, um, it's still a job, but you got to make it, you know, something that you want to come in and work and you love doing what you're doing. So I feel like, um, for me as a driver, my place is to create a lot of, uh, a lot of motivation for the guys and to try to give back good feedback, good information and, a lot of times when that good feedback information starts becoming true and the changes and the adjustments and things that are making are starting to work and you're starting to see those results, it brings a lot of excitement into the team and then really good things can start to happen. And, um, you know, I, I think for us, it ha- that's what happened at on point, you know, we tried to build something from absolute scratch with no, with nothing <laughs> and, and, um, from just a few trucks to, and, and guys that have never worked on trucks before and things like that to, you know, going and contending and being a, a truck that was a threat every week, you know, when in 2019, we were, we were a truck that was going to run in the top 12 every week. We were right there. And some weeks we were going to be better. And, you know, I think we missed it a couple of weeks here and there and had our, had our, had our weeks, but, you know, I, I think um, that's part of growing and learning. And so with like Mike Harmon's deal, it's like, you know, a, a lot of the growthness of that comes in is, is um, having drivers and people in place that, um, are marketable that, um, he can find funding. The team can find funding and things like that to help support and help grow and to have the things in place to be able to go out and race every week. And, and those types of things to continue to slowly grow the program. And, and, um, you know, I think everyone really likes Mike and I think that helps a lot. Um, he's, he's well-respected by pretty much everybody. So it's like, you know, you get those things and the right people in place to help grow the team. And Mike's doing those things. And um, Mike is, man, he's working so hard to 
um, turn his program into a program that's a top 20 program every single week, you know, and I, so I admire his hard work and um, admire his old school way about doing things. And, um, you know, I think it's just a, a matter of time before the right situation and the right people and the right sponsors and the right stuff comes to fruition for him to finally be in that place where he wants to be that he's working towards. So I'm just um, happy to be a part of it and to be able to drive, you know, it's been, um, like I said, and we've talked about, it, it's been a struggle at the start of this year, but I think um, as things continue pro to progress as the year goes on, I think we'll get better and, and uh, we'll start find, finding our stride here soon. So did you, did you happen to watch qualifying this week, like the broadcast on, on FS1 for Xfinity? I, I, did, I heard that they said it was me driving it. I think it was what I heard, but that was, that was uh, like the funniest, like I'm saying, I had just turned <laughs> it on and I know like Fox gets a lot of hate for their coverage this year. And sometimes it, you know, it's funny, but I thought they did a really good job with the cup race this weekend, but like, I just turned it on. I just sat down and I'm like, all right, Xfinity qualifying is on. You know, I love to love to watch, especially on super speedways unpredictable. I mean, you never know what's going to happen this year, especially Daytona was thrilling. So I was excited. I turn it on. And the first thing I see is, is the, when the 47s rolling out on the track yeah. and I heard Alan Alexander going, he was like, you know, mentioned you, you know, almost one here before he's like, Brennan pool out on, out on the racetrack. And I thought, and I was like, I was like, wait, no, they, <laughs> like, they switched in Greg Galding, right? And then he like he fixed it. And he was like he was like catch that. It's actually Greg Galding in the forty seven. And then they switched the camera and they put the forty seven graphic on, and then they showed the forty five on the racetrack. It was like they showed Caesar Baccarella running his outlap, and they showed the forty seven <laughs> graphic with Greg. Oh, I just. Man. I was laughing so hard for like twenty <laughs> seconds at least because there were like, so, so many things I, happening. So, some of my friends were telling me about it, and I, yeah, I know. I think that's. <laughs> That's funny, but yeah, I know do that. They did a great, this, this past weekend, the racing was crazy. I mean, it was like very fun to watch. I enjoyed watching the Xfinity race, enjoyed watching the cup race. I thought the cup guys did a great job. I mean, the end of stage two got a little nuts, yeah. um, but the rest of it I thought was great. You know, they said we got two, two million plus for the Xfinity race on, on Sunday or on Saturday, Man. you know, it being on yeah, Fox was going to draw some more, but the Xfinity series has been, I mean, last year's, I know the number was, the numbers were really good this year. I'd expect it to be just as for sure. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's exciting, but uh, Talladega too, man. I mean, it's yeah. one of the best races to watch of the year too, I think. And I think most of the fans know that <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, Talladega's on. We got, you know, it's like, you know, certain golf tournaments you want to see certain football matchups mm -hmm. you want to see. It's like certain racetracks. You just don't miss the race. You yeah. Know? Talladega exactly. is one of them. Talladega for sure. And I mean, the crowd, the stands look pretty good as well. That's what people are talking about going into to Dover this weekend. I think it's a good test because people, there's like a large group of people that want just Dover kicked to the curb and they never want to see it again. And they want to kick it off the schedule. <laughs> and like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I like the racetrack. I mean, I think the racetrack is fun. I think maybe for fans because of the, the dude it can get like brutally hot there i i mean this yeah. weekend i've never been there so hot, like i don't know what the area is like how far the drive is for like most I people think, i think the area is pretty nice man i mean you know lots of restaurants you got the casino there there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in the area i think the main thing is just like you're in those silver grandstands and it's like the sun's beating down on you yeah. it's hot it's like a hot which is why i think this date this week and the way they're doing it and i mean it's only going to be like mid 60s 
I mean, it's like you can't ask for a better day there. Yeah, so I think definitely like earlier weekend, in the schedule, I think is is good. Yeah, I think it's key because it, like it just gets too hot. I mean, I've been there before and just been like, dude. I mean, even me in the car, I'm like, I can't. I'm like these fans. I'm, I hope they brought a lot of sunblock today. You know what I mean? Because there's no cover. There's no like even like overhang that we have at a lot of yeah. tracks where like at least uh, the majority of the fans are in shade, right? It's like full blown. You're getting cooked. I think that's been some of it too, but. Um, cause people were like, man, I mean, I'm going to get cooked or I can just watch this thing on TV. You know what I mean? And, yeah. um, I know for me, sometimes watching it on TV seems like a little bit better of an idea. Yeah. And I think cutting it down to one race a year too, cause you know, we used to go there twice, you know, now having yeah, just sure. one race for the weekend cup Xfinity, you get Arca, you know, East thrown in there too. I think it's definitely a lot better. I think that the hottest race that like I had experienced or one of the hottest races, at least from where I was sitting, was the race where they threw the Cup Series onto the Daytona Road Course in 2020, where they just threw that mm-hmm. race in the middle. I think it was right in, I can't remember when it was, I think it was in August, pretty sure. But it was, you know, down here in Florida, yeah. it was scorching hot. And the race was like a 3 p.m. start, but the, the worst part was the yeah. truck race. That started at like 12 or 1 o'clock, so it was all day sitting in the same spot up there. And this was the point where I was just, you know, with COVID and everything, I was just chilling in the grandstands and I had the biggest burn like on my legs, on my arms, <laughs> anything that was exposed to the sun, you knew it was because there was a line. <laughs> dude, I, and dude, that race for us too was, it was like, it was hot. Like I remember talking, you were, you were in the, cup the, joy after the race, right? race. Yeah, I was. And I remember talking to Corey and he was like, are you worn out? And I'm like, I mean, I'm hot, bro. I don't, I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it's like, it's, the air is thick in the, the car. There's no air moving. Um, and the, the road course cars get incredibly hot with all the braking and stuff. So I'm like, dude, it was cooking us. You know, it was, yeah. it was, it was hot. We had the same thing in Martinsville too, that year, 2020, it like rained right before the start of the race and then the sun came out and it was like so incredibly humid. I think we still had right side windows in the cup cars in for a short track, which makes, no sense but man it was dude that was hot too like i remember like i got out of the car and i was like man that one this one kind of like kicked my butt a little bit because usually i don't you know like cup races and stuff and i do a lot of road cycling and things like that it's really just not that um big of a of a deal for me but like though that daytona road course and that martinsville race i was like dude I feel like I can get my butt whooped here but um but man yeah it can be it can be brutal sometimes there are some races I feel really bad for y'all because like they'll schedule them in the middle of the summer, in the middle of the day at a track like that's very well known to get like really hot. Like I think for this year, I can, I can just imagine this is probably going to be a hot one Atlanta weekend in July, you know, running a, yeah. a, a three o'clock race for the cup series. And then I'm sure Xfinity series is the same. Sometimes I don't get that. I'm like, if the track has lights, let's, we could save the drivers a little bit, you know, not, not kill them as much. I remember they, they ran a summer race at Texas in the middle of the day. And there were yeah, people that dying hot, after that dude. one. Yeah. Dude, it was like a, the race cars were like 140 degrees. It was mm-hmm. it was so hot. But yeah, I mean, that's just, I mean, you know, it's part of the sport too. Yeah. It's hard on the pit crew guys. It's hard on everybody. But, you know, prime TV windows are important and you got to be able to bring, you know, the, the, the action to your fans, you know, in the times where they can watch it. And, you know, Sunday afternoons are just prime time spots, you know, yeah. so for us, we just have to sort of, uh, fight through it. But, you know, I think it, it, some tracks in some places, it can make it a little bit more exciting when the track gets hot and slick, especially places where tracks were kind of more worn out. So that can make it a little bit more fun to watch, but you know, I always love night racing because I, that's what we all as kids growing up, 
that's what we do. It's just, you race on Friday and Saturday nights and, you know, Sundays you're getting ready to go to school the next day. (laughs) Just like that's, that's how it was. And so I think, um, there's something about watching cars race at nighttime. There's just not much better than that, you know, but, but, um, still getting to race on Sundays on a Sunday afternoon on, on sometimes it's just, uh, you know, it's special too, because you grew up as a kid watching them on Sundays. So it kind of has that, um, that feeling around it, you know? Yeah. So you're looking forward to, to the Darlington weekend coming up. I see, huh? As you were saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like that old school type of bumpy, worn out, slipping and sliding, running up against the wall. You know, you have to be smart. You have to be able to manage tires and things like that. Um, it's just a racer's track, man. And that's what, that's what I like. And, um, you know, it's just a lot more fun. And we go to a place, you know, where you're just like full tilt wide open the entire afternoon it's just, you know, the car just goes as fast as it'll go. I mean, as a driver, I mean, we can't do much. I mean, you know, you need to be perfect on pit road. You need to be perfect on restarts and those types of things to make up positions. But I mean, when you're with the big team, I mean, the other cars are just like, it's the same. I mean, you can't, I mean, we're wide open all the way around the track. I mean, what do you want me to, you know, what do you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, you get stuck sometimes. We're at Darlington or even like the short tracks like Richmond and, some of those places like that where the surface is a little bit older, it's just like, man, you can race. Like I've really started to like Kansas for a while. Kansas was after the repave was like, dude, I just don't yeah. want to go there. But you know, now man, it's, it's worn out and you can kind of run the bottom for a little while. Then you got to like find your line in on the top. And it's really fun when guys are like, a f- not quite willing to run right against the fence yet. And you are, and you can kind of like sneak in between yeah. them and the wall. Dude, it's so much fun. I'll be like, doing that I'm, on iRacing. Really, That's the only experience I have. iRacing, iRacing, I'm running real life. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to though. And it's like that. It's like that in real life too. It's so much fun. So like there are places, you know, on the schedule right now that are just like, you know, they're really fun for us as drivers. You know, some drivers probably say like, oh, I don't, you know, Kansas really isn't my place. But I mean, I dude, I just think it's it's just fun. So um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to those places for sure. And um, I do like the road courses, you know, I, I think, um, I love road America so much fun, fun. And, um, I mean, you got Sonoma this year too, and the trucks are going there, which is going to be crazy. Um, and Portland is on the schedule, which is also going to be weird. It's not yeah. even on ra- racing. I've never even seen that. Tr- like, tr- I mean, like, how I am I going to, you know, I got to figure that out too. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, um, this year that are going to, that's, that's different. So, you know, it's just kind of, kind of part of it, but yeah, I mean, Darlene's going to be, dude, it's so much fun. It's in South Carolina. My sister and her husband live there, so they're going to come to the race and stuff like that. My, my cousin's coming out to the race too. So I have like family there um, attending. So that's always kind of nice. And um, yeah, like I said, st- uh, statistically, I think in Xfinity, it was definitely my best track, I think. So for me, it's just going to be um, um, just going to be fun to be back there and doing that type of racing again. Like Darlington is just like, yeah, it's so cool. So much history too. It's just a fun place. Yeah. Are you guys thinking of whipping up a, a throwback scheme for that race? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the, I know on the 47, those guys keep talking about it a bunch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so so we'll have to see. There's been some crazy good ideas thrown at me on Twitter, uh, which have been fun to see. But, um, you know, I don't know. And then the G2G guys, I think that's just kind of up to them and, and uh, partners on the truck. So what they want to do. But I don't know if there'll be one for that, really. But maybe on the 47, we'll have to see. Maybe, maybe. So you'll be running double duty that weekend, Darlington. <laughs> yeah, double duty trucks and trucks and Xfinity. So, um, but I always like that. Get a little extra seat time, you know. Truck at least a 
you kind of see the track and feel it out and then jump over to the Xfinity car and, and kind of do your thing. And you've already seen the track. I mean, it's just a big help anytime you can yeah. do it. In 2020, I got to run 13 truck races, I think is the most I could run running cup because you can't run in the playoffs if you're driving cup. Uh-huh. And um, those races like help. So, cause you just like, you already have a, you've already been around the track. So there's no, like you just get in the cup car or the Xfinity car. And it's like, you're just ready to rip. You've already been out there. Like you already know, you know, you, there's no, you're not timid. You just can make the most out of that practice that you get that little bit of practice and then go qualify and you're already ready to go. So I think that'll be good. And then having seen the race and how the track change and those types of things, it always just kind of helps you remember things that you've learned in the past and then carry over. But Darlington's just been a good place for me. Like I just kind of know how the track changes and where the grip's going to be and kind of where to move around and what works and what doesn't work, you know, cause I just, I've ran up front quite a bit there in the Xfinity car and ran around some really good guys. And, um, you, you just pick up those little tricks from them and, and things that you see other guys do. And then you start implementing it into what you're doing. And it's like, dang, man, I wish I knew this, you know, in the previous year, but those types of things, you know, and then you write it down and you have notes and you go back and read it and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, that works. It'll do that. And then, um, it's always fun when you go and apply those things in the race and it works out for you. It's, it, it's, that's always a good feeling. Yeah. So that, so that deal that you have with, uh, on point to go back and run Texas, is that kind of a, a thing where you're, they're kind of just bringing you in to kind of maybe look at the program or just, you know, clock some laps or something you're doing for fun or kind of a mix of both. Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's good for the team and, uh, you know, it's good for me too. And, to uh, I know going into that race, like we're going to have a chance to, uh, run inside the top 10 and compete. So for me, it's good. Uh, it's good mentally and it's good to be able to race up with those guys. Cause it's a totally different race when you're racing in the front versus racing in the back. Like it's yeah. totally different. So just to be able to have that experience and be in that fight, um, it's just better for me to um, continue with my seat time and things like that as I'm building and working towards getting into, uh, you know, uh, more opportunities and getting back to Sundays, like those types of things I need to, you know, you don't want to just like be, you know, racing, you know, for 20th or 25th, like those, it's just a different race. But when you're battling for um, inside the top 10, man, it's like, it's a grind. And those types of things and things you do are a lot different and you race people way differently. So I think that experience will be for me. Like, that's what I'm excited about um, being back in that fight. Um, but I think, um, you know, for the team, I mean, the team does a good job. I mean, a lot of the same, they do the same things that they do every week. I think um, Fogelman's been, been, you know, he's, he's learning right now. He's going through, through, um, you know, that different, that different stages of the learning process. And, you know, he's, I think he's come to, you know, from where he was a year ago to where he is now on, I think he's come a long way, but I also think he's in a much better, um, um, faster truck. And I think, um, he's learning things right now as well. And I think, um, as the year goes on to, you know, he'll figure things out and get better as well. So I've talked with, uh, Tate a few times and obviously I'm close to the on point guys. So I'm over there quite a lot. And, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to being able to, to help yeah. support them on the 30. And I also try to build some points and stuff up on this 31 truck and, you know, try to see if we can't uh, run a few more times and, um, you know, try to work towards something for the future. Maybe it ends up being a deal where they run more than one truck on a full-time basis. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, that's part of growing a program as well too. So yeah. I think, they've put a lot of work in, um, to go in the right direction. I think, um, you know, last year was a struggle, but I think their speed and stuff was there. You know, when I jumped in the truck in Texas, I think we ran sixth in stage one and third in stage two and finished 14th. We had a little bit of a pit stop mishap and lost some time. And I was only able to get back to 14th before the race was over, but the, 
the speed and stuff in the trucks, I think is there. It's just, um, you know, it, like I, like I told you this whole podcast, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's a process, especially to, you know, newer guys with, that don't have the experience. I mean, you're learning so much. I mean, it's just like a constant each week. It's like so much. And it, it takes a while to get to that point. I mean, even for me and my career early in Xfinity, like, you know, I'm way better now than I was then, you know, man, if I knew everything that I know now I would go back and drive those cars that I was driving back then, it'd be like a totally different story, you know? So it's just a, um, it's just a process and you have to have to learn it, apply, remember it, those types of things. And, yeah. um, you know, and the to trucks, it's big time over distance. And when you're a rookie, sometimes that time over distance and things like that, or, um, it takes a little bit to get used to, to learning that, like, um, safely attacking mode, but yeah. not giving up any time. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I, I think, um, on point does a really good job and, um, you know, they're a little bit of a, underfunded deal but i mean their trucks are really nice and they have uh, the good equipment and and they have good people setting the trucks up so the trucks drive good and they they generally have good speed so um it makes it fun to go race with them you know i, I think um before i i got with them in 2019 you know racing had been a little bit it was kind of like burning me out a little bit and i kind of was missing that like being you know going and racing when i raced late models and dirt cars and things like that some of that fun was missing. And when I went and got and started racing with them and, you know, that racing for the love of it, um, you know, I think it brought me mentally back to a different place, back to where I used to be and, um, helped me become back to the driver I needed to be. So we had a, um, man, we had a heck of a year in 2019, which rolled over into 2020 and 2020, we raced a little bit different and cause we financially were in a different place. And so we raced to win every week and, um, you know, it caused, we got into a lot of wrecks and a lot of things from just being aggressive and yeah. other people not giving an inch, things like that. Um, maybe not expecting us to be as good as we were and you get wrecked. So, um, you know, those types of things happen though. So that's part of also, um, you know, claiming your stake within the sport, you just can't give anything up. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hopefully running a few more times for them. Um, so we'll see what that turns into. And then obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to continue this year out in the 47 and um, keep trying to um, grow that team and grow the speed within that team and start getting back to getting those finishes they were getting a year ago with with um, with Weatherman and, and uh, Curry. I mean, those guys did a great job. And uh, so I'm hopeful we can get back to um, back on track over there, too. Yeah. So, so it's kind of a, an overview to wrap up a little, you know, just you being back at the racetrack and, and getting these starts, you know, even Xfinity and truck and running double duty on some weekends, just you being back at the track, even starting at auto club, you know, your, your first race back in a while, you know, how much is just you, your, your face being their team, seeing you, you know, does this help, you know, you feel like you get deals maybe, you know, as the year goes on and talk to, to other people and just talking to the teams that you're currently running with, you know, talking to, to Mike Harmon and talking to D2G racing, uh, on point, you know, staying in touch with on point motorsports, you know, does this help you, you know, continue, you know, your racing career as the year goes on and in, in the future? Yeah, I think you have to be there. I mean, that's something, um, for me that I've always tried to do, even when I didn't want to necessarily be there where I, I was filming dartfish and spotting or driver coaching, you have to be seen and you have to be there and people forget quickly. And if you're on the racetrack, um, it's just super important, uh, to be able to be there. And, you know, I think, you know, like qualifying into a lot of these races with Mike, I mean, I think has helped me get some back rec recognition, you know, to people see, you know, what I'm capable of. And so, 
Um, yeah. And then even the stuff with G2G, just being in the truck, working with on point motorsports as well. And going to, you know, really looking forward to that race in Texas coming up, but you know, those types of things just keep you in the mix and they, they keep, um, they keep you in those talks and you never know. I mean, opportunities are always opening up and sometimes they go your way and sometimes they don't, but at least you're in the mix and at least you're in those conversations and you have to put yourself in them in order to get them. So, um, and the easiest way to do that is to be there, be at the track. I've tried to be on the track in some some form or capacity, and you, and you never know. I mean, there's been a lot of guys that have done it. There's no right way of doing it, but you know, you look at let's just take someone who's being incredibly successful right now. Um, with is Ross Jastain, who went from you know driving um, at Brad Keselowski Steel to you know driving the the uh, JAD Motorsports and running the Nice trucks and running the premium car and you know, doing everything he could to just like be in the mix and just be there waiting for opportunities to come. And then he puts himself in a really great position. And then now he's won a couple of cup races and he's pretty much made it right. So, so it's like, you have to, um, you know, you have to continue to try to put yourself in those positions for something to happen like that. And I think a lot of guys have done it that way over the years. And sometimes it goes your way and sometimes it doesn't, but you can't give up. You just have to keep um, grinding it out and keep working and keep trying to search for those opportunities and hope they get your way. I've been fortunate. I've had a lot of things go my way at times and I've, I've been able to have opportunities to be at the track and be on the tracks. I'm very grateful for those because not everybody gets those right. And, yeah. um, it's tough when there's only 38 guys that are going to race on Saturday, 40 guys that race on Sunday. I'm, you know, it's an honor to have even been one of those guys, right? I mean, so many people are trying to get there to have an opportunity to just be there and, um, you know, I've been very blessed to have been able to do it for the last eight years. So, um, you know, you can't take that for granted, but you also have to appreciate it and go do the, do the most with, with what you have and, and, uh, try to continue to grow. So that's all I'm trying to do. And hopefully some of those opportunities come my way. I feel like I'm certainly capable and good enough to fulfill any team's needs and do, do the job that that's at hand and, and win races. You know, I've won a lot in my career and the NASCAR side of things has been tough for me, but hopefully um, I can continue to, to work and, you know, get with good people and right people and get good equipment at some point and, and uh, go get the job done. Yeah. And then I know things are taken week by week, but you know, as, as you know, as, if we fast forward to, as the years winded down leading into the next season, you know, what's, what's a good goal, you know, for you and where you want to be kind of towards the end of the season or what, what have you wanted to accomplish, you know, realistically this year? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I mean, for me, it's just being able to race as much as I possibly can this year. I'd, I'd really like to get, um, Mike solid, like be a solid top 25 team every week by the end of the year. I think that would be really good. Um, you know, I'd really like to run a, a lot of the second half of the year with the on point guys, but you know, we'll see. I'd, I'd love to run some more for G2G if they'd have me, you know, it's just like any opportunity you can. I'd love to run a race on Sunday as well for somebody, but you know, you, you never know. And then, you know, yeah, I think for next year for me, I mean, I just really like to, to, you know, one, I think first thing is just to be able to race and be in one of the top three uh, series full time. But, you know, I'd really love to get back in a competitive car in one of the top three series and, and you know, whether a car, truck, whatever, but be uh, with the team and an organization where I can win every single week and race for a championship. I think that's my main goal, right? You want to be um, in that best of the best fight every week. So certainly fighting for that. And then of course, I would love to to be back full time on Sundays. Um, so it's just a it's just a grind to work towards that. And you know, you never know. You you never know what door is going to open. I mean, you just don't. I mean, I've been 
where I'm like, well, I'm done. There's nothing else. And then, you know, I get a call, one thing leads to one thing. And then, you know, I was driving the 15 car full time. I got to run the Daytona 500 and do all those crazy things. And then I pulled W duty and ran the trucks 13 ran all that stuff comes from just, you know, hard work. But I mean, I, you know, I never thought those things were going to happen. Right. I just continued to work and search and push and try to create opportunities for myself and hope that one of them happened. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's all I do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully that all, you know, goes to plan this year. It's been great to, to see Brennan Poole back out uh, on the racetrack and everybody that's listening to the show, make sure to keep track of Brett Brennan's journey throughout the year, <laughs> running for on point motorsports later in the year, maybe running some more truck races in the Xfinity series for my Carmen racing. So thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to believe podcast network bet online. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.